another episode of Ballers, Beers, and Banter. I'm your host, Dave. Here with me, my boys, Anthony Moose. What's up? Hello! Boys, how are you guys doing tonight? Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good. good. Oh, a couple Did of Did a lot of work goods. today, but uh, feeling good. Feeling good, like I should. Working on the house. We haven't mentioned that on the podcast, yeah. Moose, but uh, Moose has been uh, is a new homeowner, and he's working hard. Renoing the house, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, so we that's, painted that's adult. That's very adult. We painted the whole house today. Oh, lovely. the whole thing, like inside and out, the like Karate Kid style, both sides of the fence. Uh, nope, just the inside. Okay, so our, our house is made of get brick. Serious. So you're only ready for one arm to defend against karate attacks. Your other arm useless because of the. If you've seen the movie recently. With the, yeah, but the know, outside the walls are brick, David. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> There's nothing on the outside you can paint. There's got to be some stuff you can paint on the outside. No, good God, it's a it's brick the, house. It's a okay. yeah, you, uh, Dave. <laughs> There's <laughs> stuff you can paint. You can tell one is adulting and one is not. Oh God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'd argue if I could, but uh, I spent my whole day at the pub drinking beers. So. Correct, Anthony. Correct. Well, like Moose, well, kind of like Moose, but kind of not like Moose, I have found a place to rent. I am not purchasing yet, but um, I have a nice little place just outside the city of Montreal. Yeah, well, I mean, Anthony, you're the ultimate bachelor. So, in fact, have they, have, have, have you phoned the Mac, uh, the show, The Bachelor? Because I know they phoned you to, to be on the show. Have you phoned the Mac or are you thinking, (laughs) just forget it? I plead the fifth. <laughs> no comment. All right, uh, uh, but that's yeah. exciting. Good for you, Anthony. Yeah. What are you drinking, bud? Uh, boring today, but it, <laughs> but it's different than the others. It's Heineken. Oh, you don't so say the usual. <laughs> oh, Musaloop, oh, little Heineken can yourself. I, uh, you guys are clearly. I've been trying important. to. I've been. Well, I've been trying to save the 50-pack for as long as I can, so I cracked open the 50-pack today. So oh, it'll nice. be done by tomorrow? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if there was another football game on tonight, then it might be done by tomorrow. But, yeah, we got to work. We gotta work also, also, I started new intense training, so I think my beers now will be different, but all kind of like light Beers, but they'll be, I'll make sure that they're all different, though. You can even go no beer. You got, yourself, you got yourself up to the 10-pound dumbbells? <laughs> Shots fired. What? What? I don't even know Hey, man, he's training for a celebrity <laughs> boxing match. Uh, will that? Will the celebrity boxing match conflict with The Bachelor? Or are those two... Uh, you can be able to run both of uh, those. They, they might be trying to like fuse both shows into one mega show. Oh, um, The Bachelor boxing match. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Speaking, so you fight uh, the girls. speaking of only, speaking of only painting one <laughs> side of the fence, um, Anthony definitely only does the wax off. <laughs> Not so much the wax on. <laughs> There's yeah, we won't delve too much into <laughs> this is a joke there, guys. So you're both drinking Heineken. I am drinking um, my Victoria Hour. Victoria-based fans or West Coast-based fans uh, are very familiar with Phillips Brewing. And uh, there's a new Phillips, I think new Phillips uh, brewery beer called Pandemonium. 
and it's a panda on the front, like a giant killer panda, like oh, that's a just sick going picture. to town, I yeah, mean, going to kid. town on it on the whole city. Uh, I guess they waited to release it because of the pandemic that's uh, going on, but it has nothing to do with that. It's a super IPA, and it is super delicious. Hmm. All right, you guys ready to get into some Sunday recaps? Sure. Yes. Oh, we got an we got an Anthony Shore. All right, some of these He's games upset. we're going to gloss over because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not not upset enough to have an Anthony rant tonight, but no. some of these games are going to gloss over because they're just irrelevant, uh, and some we'll get into in a little bit more detail. Let's start off with the Baltimore Ravens beating the Philadelphia Eagles 30-28. to um, It was actually ended up being a pretty close game and another very close loss uh, for Philadelphia to another AFC opponent, uh, but they made it interesting towards the end, and they were actually one missed field goal away from uh, from a win. Um, did you guys get a chance to see this game? What are your thoughts? What takeaways from this one? Oh, yes. And what was like funny for me is that Miles Sanders had this massive run and they just punched Huge. the ball right out of his hands before he entered the end zone. Yep. And I forget who stole the touchdown from him. Arcega Whiteside. Whiteside, yeah. yeah. There you go. So, but Sanders is also dealing with an injury and is getting an MRI on Monday. So look out for that. Yeah. What was it? His knee, Anthony? I believe so. I think it was his knee. Yeah. Not good. No, it's his ankle. It's his ankle. It's his ankle. Ah, there you go. And what kept him out of the start of the season was that ankle or knee. So, in other words, did he re-injure? Is it something new? Uh, At the start of the season, it was deemed a lower body injury. Oh, mysterious. So that's yeah. definitely something to keep your eye on if you're a Miles Sanders owner. And then um, if you're a Lamar Jackson owner, you are pretty happy that he finally had his like crazy breakout game. He ran a lot. He ran for a touch. Uh, did he run for a touchdown? No. Yeah, he, he, oh, did. Yeah, he did. He ran a for 108 one. yards and a touchdown. Yeah, he had two big runs, and he had that rushing touchdown as well. Um also, another notable injury is Mark Ingram left the game. So is it uh, J.K. Dobbins' time? We did say uh, J.K. Dobbins would get in more if Ingram ever got injured, but it looks like they used Gus Edwards. They used Gus more. Edwards quite a bit. I think they feel like, for now, Edwards is like first and second down type running back material, and J.K. Dobbins is a third down kind of back, for now. Um, not an every down guy. And uh, Anthony, you and I had Mark Ingram as a sit. Obviously, we weren't hoping he got injured, but yeah. uh, even before he before he got injured, he wasn't great. So, yeah, you're welcome if you sat him. And I um, believe uh, one of us had Fulgham as a sit, but uh, he actually did pretty decent towards the end of the game. Like Philly was a waste land for the first half of the game, but then I guess all garbage points trying to come back. Yeah, they, hey, they count. Did. They count for fantasy. They count for yeah. fantasy. Yeah, Fulgham had ten targets, uh, caught six of them for seventy-five yards in a TD. So, is he legit? Like, if he's available on waiver wires, would you guys go ahead and pick him up? I, I wouldn't. I still Moose wouldn't. wouldn't. Moose wouldn't. Okay. If like you're desperate, then yes. But like like Moose and I said earlier in the week, we think it's just you know he's having a a fluke couple weeks. Um, yeah. Nothing. He's nothing special. Okay. I think he's going to end up being pretty, pretty fantasy relevant is my, my input. But we can talk more about that in the waiver wire episode. Yeah. I also want to point out, if you're a Mark Andrews fan, you were a little disappointed because Nick Boyle was the TD scorer. 
uh, of the day. And that started the theme and the trend of week six, which was backup tight ends stealing the show or fringe fringe tight ends stealing the show, let's say. And we'll, we'll see a lot more of that as the day goes on. Uh, let's move on really quick, guys, to Steelers-Browns. I thought this was going to be a close game, and I was, as a Steelers fan, a little worried. Um, turns out nothing to be worried about. The Steelers won 38-7. They not only won, but dismantled the Cleveland Browns, moving to 5-0. and um, What are your takeaways from this one, guys? Uh, I didn't see the game, but I saw some of the highlights, and Baker Mayfield just looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He looked like he looked like last season, where you know the defense comes at at them. He panics. He's all over the place, can't focus, and he's just like a scatterbrain. Didn't look good. Yep. I I think for redraft leagues, redraft fantasy leagues, I would basically never have Baker in the lineup because even against good matchups, they're going to end up running the ball a ton. And then against poor matchups, this is the type of thing that's going to happen. So, well, agreed. Like, like last week, it was it was rare to see that Pittsburgh gave up as many yards as they did through the air. Like Pittsburgh is one of the top D in the league, and the Browns, despite being four and one at the time, now four and two. Like the Browns haven't shown that they can beat like a top contending team. Like. If anybody thought that this was going to be close, like Dave, I had asked you earlier, I think the last episode, like if you were worried and you said a bit, I'm like, until the Cleveland Browns put like, like a few games together of wins that are worthwhile, like don't expect them to do much. Like uh, Mayfield can't throw the ball. Like we, we keep making jokes that like they need Landry healthy so he can throw the ball deep down the field. I said the bench, Odell Beckham Jr. He, he was the one of the worst receivers as far as fantasy wise today, he had 3.5 fantasy points, 25 yards two two catches Landry didn't even do well. I said he might be kind of a good start depending on the, the illness from Beckham. It ended up being Higgins. That was the, the, the lead guy. And if you picked up Claypool and you played him on the other side of the, the, the ball, uh, Claypool was the best receiver and Washington the second. And don't play Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> like, it's been, what, three, four weeks in a row where he hasn't been in double digits, and this week he had 1.6? Don't play him. Well, it's, I'm glad yeah, you brought Dave Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, go ahead, Miss. Yeah, Dave and I were talking about it pregame. Uh, Dave can say his points in a minute. I, uh, You know, I, I was a big Juju truther a couple seasons ago, helped me win a championship. And I think, you know... A lot of people say, oh, he was a bust last year. But things you have to consider is Mason Rudolph was also tossing him the ball last year. Antonio Brown had also left. So he was the top target with a very subpar quarterback throwing him the ball. This year he's dealing with injuries. You know, uh, I'm not entirely sure it's talent related why he's busting. But you're right. You probably shouldn't play him until he starts showing numbers again. Yeah. Exactly. Currently sits in terms of points per game with the Monday night games not having been played. 25th among wide receivers in half point PPR from what I can gather. Just not good enough for someone you you drafted as early as you drafted Juju. So if you're a Juju owner, guys, would you look to trade him? Like, what do you do? Well, you can't trade him. Nobody wants him. <laughs> so you just, yeah, you just you you eat pop him on your bench. The, the, so in half point PPR, all the games so far – First game was amazing, 21.9, then 8.3, then 14.3, then 4.8, then 1.6. 
Like, it, it, he's a very... Like, the first game was against the Giants, like a terrible team. Like, they're playing Tennessee, Baltimore the next couple of weeks. I wouldn't play him. I would say maybe play him against Dallas in week nine hmm. because they have a terrible secondary. Yeah. But Cleveland is not that great on defense. And he was and like, you, pretty bad. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So he wasn't the go-to guy. Whether he's dealing with an injury or not, you just shouldn't play him right now until he puts two solid games yeah. in a row. All right. Yeah. Before we move and, on. And I agree with that. Oh, I was going to say, you have to assume the defenses have been scheming for Juju. I would imagine they're going to start scheming for Claypool, and you might see an uptick from Juju. We hope. And thank you for bringing up Claypool, Moose. I just want to touch on him briefly. He was four for 74 and had one rushed TD. It looks like they use him. They're going to target him a couple, you know, here and there on the goal line for for those sweep end rounds. Um, Guys, nicknames. We're big on nicknames. Uh, You know, everyone's calling this guy Mapletron. Um, which is a play on Megatron because he's similar to Calvin Johnson. Not saying he's that good yet, but and he's from Canada, he, our our home country. So they're they're calling him Mapletron. Do we want to adopt this or come up with our own better nickname? Like I mean, if he's I mean, be known I don't as know why Mapletron. we wouldn't adopt it. Okay, yeah. so Mapletron from here on out. I I love the nickname, so we got to go with Mapletron for Chase Claypool. Yeah, legit. Um, I w- I want to but- bring up a game. Oh, okay. What, Go ahead. Say, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say when he scores a touchdown, do we say like, "Oh, he's Putin the end zone"? Oh my god, no! <laughs> Little maple <Idea>. drizzle. <laughs> if he scores zero points, he did a maple donut. There you go. Uh, there okay. you go, Anthony. What um, game do you want to talk about? Well, this game kind of stood out for me today. Maybe it didn't interest a lot of people because they're two not very good teams. Uh, Atlanta versus Minnesota. I was interested in this game because, one, I have Julio Jones in a couple leagues. Yep. And he was back. Um, And because he didn't play last week, I figured that he'd be healthier for this game. And I have Matt Ryan in a league, too. And I wanted to see him go and Justin Jefferson go. So this game was high scoring. Atlanta won their first game of the season, 40-23. to 23. Um, Matt Ryan was amazing. Julio Jones was amazing. Um, like, and the Falcons seems, did not give up a lead. They kept their lead yeah, for the first time it. ever. <laughs> and and it, seems like, it seems like Matt Ryan is going to play well if Julio Jones is healthy. Yeah, and that's there. the trend. Um, so Matt Ryan and Hap... Matt, uh, so we we're always talking in half point PPR. So Julio Jones ended up with 29.7, Matt Ryan 31.6. And um, on the other side of the ball, Justin Jefferson, like we said, that this was a guy you should have picked up. Go. Um, he was amazing. 35.1 points. He had a crazy touchdown where he landed on the defender and stretched out his arm. Like this is a rookie that clearly knows the rules, knowing that he can cross the line. So good. Uh, I guess that's a good thing. Justin Jefferson, if only someone said to start him this week, eh? Yeah, he was definitely in our starts of the week. Uh, helped me win uh, in a league that I, I probably shouldn't have won this week. I, I made a rookie mistake. It was um, a little bit also to do with the COVID bye weeks flipping around. I hadn't realized that one of my uh, running backs was uh, on, a, on a bye. Um, which oh, is not no. exactly why I put <laughs> Justin Jefferson in, but it is why we'll probably segue into this after. But Justin Jefferson 
locked and loaded, got me a ton of points and uh, and helped me for the deficit at running back, which I didn't end up having because are we good to move on to the next game, guys? No, hold on. One thing, Moose, uh, you had another start from this game. That's, yeah. I know. Captain Kirk. Oh, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins <laughs> was your start of the week, and he ended up, he started with three interceptions, yeah. ended up having a day, 26 fantasy points. Yeah. Yeah, he turned so it around. So you're welcome, Moose's fans. And lastly, before we move on to the next game, guys, uh, what I really learned from this Falcons-Vikings game, um, all I learned is that the uh, the Jets are officially the worst team in football because the Falcons got their first win and uh, the Jets did not today. So oh, the Jets suck. That was the last thing you wanted to mention about this game? I think so. Why? Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're right. Thanks, Anthony. <laughs> Hayden Hurst, 13 points. Touchdown today. Hayden Hurst show back in Atlanta. You're welcome for those who hung on to him. Way to go, Hayden. Big fan of the show. Hayden Hurst, good job today, buddy. All right. Uh, okay, so to jump into what yeah, to what I was trying to segue into before is the other starter I had this week was DeAndre Swift. He's been having uh not the most exciting season that people thought he would have. Uh mainly because Detroit had signed Adrian Peterson. For some reason they thought an aged running back would be better than a young talented rookie. Well, he definitely showed them today. Uh two touchdowns. Dave, I don't know how many yards he got, but it was a close to 100. 116, yeah, 116 yards. Uh, well, 60 of those yards, or f- sorry, 58 of those yards, I believe, was one run. Correct. So, uh, you know, he's he's a solid running back. Uh, Matt Patricia finally uh, saw past the Twinkies he's been shoving in his face, took the pencil oh. out of his ear, and made note <laughs> of the talent they drafted and... Uh, you know, maybe they'll keep using him. Uh, and he had two in red the next zone, few weeks. two red zone touchdowns. Adrian Peterson had one. Hawkinson with a TD in that game. Stafford was not great. Minshew not great. James Robinson had a touchdown, so it was okay. And then DJ Chark, guys, he was healthy for the game, but I don't know how healthy. He had 14 targets, but caught only seven of them for 64 yards. Yikes! That was a tough game yeah. for the Jacks. And I said to start uh, Visca Chanel. I started him in. Uh, in one of my leagues because I needed uh, a spot start for the bye weeks. Um, he failed. He failed hard. 2.6 yeah. uh, <laughs> fantasy points and half point PPR. So it seems like, and I made a rookie mistake in one of my other uh, leagues. Uh, fortunately, I will still win. I believe this will be a 4-0 week for me in my leagues. But um, Ooh, Anthony. Keelan Cole. Uh, it seems like whenever DJ Chark plays, Keelan Cole is successful, and he's not when DJ Chark is out. Now, I did say, I did expect DJ Chark to be out this game, but I guess game time decision, they put him in. Like we said, he must have been healthy enough if he got 14 targets, but uh, Keelan Cole had nine targets, and he ended up with 17.3 fantasy points. So I guess Keelan Cole is a good spot start as well. Uh, if he's available on your waiver wire, pick him up. When DJ checks in, he's good to go. Fair enough. Uh, so that about covers it for that game. Another game we can quickly gloss over was Bears Panthers. Uh, the Bears oh, won twenty three to sixteen. Over. Ooh, my Bears uh, with the. Uh, I mean, Anthony, this game was Nick. boring, and it for was. fantasy purposes, it was not it very a, relevant. It, it had a tight but boring finish as well. But uh, as a Bears fan, kind of had to watch this game. Yeah, I mean, to me, I want to point out that I said to sit Teddy Bridgewater. Um, he was awful. 216 yards, zero TDs. Mike Davis wasn't great. 
DJ Moore had 11 targets in the game. Something to keep your eye on. Yeah, uh, but yards. he should have came down with so much more. He dropped the ball in the end zone. He ended up with 11.8 fantasy points, but man, he should have had way more points. He's having go. difficulty catching the ball this year. And uh, another a backup tight end alert as Cole Komet, the rookie, scored his first Ooh. touchdown of the year. Somebody I have in my dynasty. boy. All right, let's move on, guys. That one was an easy one. Uh, Titans, Texans. The Titans pulled off the overtime victory, 42-36. to 36. Uh, This was pretty thrilling, guys, and the Titans stay undefeated. A lot of fantasy relevance in this game. Uh, Tannehill, 364 yards, four TDs. On the other side of the ball, Watson, 335 yards and four TDs. Holy smokes. And, of course, Anthony, your guy, Derek, Derek Henry. A guy I traded for in our Dynasty League. Um now I have that pairing of Kamara and Henry. Obviously, I don't have Kamara this week, but Henry Look got enough it. points for two to, to be two running backs. Um, that he did. Yeah, he, so he ended up with 39.4 fantasy points in uh, half PPR. Um, insane. He had a huge 92-yard run for a touchdown. Uh, yep. He ended up 94. with two, 94. He yeah. had, ended up with 212 rushing yards and 52 receiving yards. Oh my god! Like it, amazing, amazing. Yeah, Huge. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I want to say this out loud just yet. And uh, honestly, it it makes me sick to my stomach to say it. What? But Will Fuller is not injured and is looking like a legit week to week guy. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> funny. Uh, funny that you mentioned that. Funny that you mentioned that. I, because I that... don't. I don't want to say it too loudly because. You, you know, if I say it too loud, it'll, it'll send vibes all the way to Houston, and it might tear his hamstring. Because oh, that gosh, was my next not. point. Because literally, there's only one week he wasn't in double digits. Only one week. Week one, 15.2. Week two, zero. Then week three, 13.4. Week four, 19.8. 13.8. 21.3 this week. Like, you got to start him. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to start like him. Yeah. But it, but but if anything happens and he goose eggs or he gets injured, it's not our fault. But no, it, no, no, but no, it's no, not our fault like, at all. If you have Fuller, uh, Will Fuller, Roman numeral five, and Juju Schuster on your team, you got to put Will Fuller yeah, in instead Will. of Juju. For sure. Then, I mean, guys, he, he was six for one twenty three today in a TD. He had eleven targets, so he's not even just the big play guy. He is their number one target. Yeah. Yes. Um, you can argue that Brandon Cooks too, like two back-to-back weeks with big fantasy. Yeah, yeah he was like nine, nine probably, for nine. Yeah, he caught all nine of his targets, sixty-eight yards in a TD. Yeah, I was a little, I was a little rash to uh, drop him in one of my leagues. Pretty upset. Oh no, he was good. You I were know. so mad from that week that you. I was said so he was mad from that goose egg. I, I don't be emotional, guys. That's the lesson there. Uh, AJ Brown in his second week back from injury, two TDs, including the one to tie it and send it to overtime, which oh, was a beautiful yes. catch. He's so good. He looked good. He looks like the shorter DK Metcalf. That's what he is. Shorter, less, you know, less of a great offense, but uh, he's that style of of uh, player. And uh, in terms of backup tight ends, guys, or irrelevant tight ends, we had Fersker. Score a touchdown for uh, for the Titans and Darren Fells scored, yeah, oh, keeping the whoa, trend whoa, alive whoa, today. Whoa, 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 whoa! Get, get serious here. Darren Fells what? is not he's not the backup tight end. No, he, but I he, said fringe tight ends. He's not well, a top tight end. Uh, no, but because they also have being, Jordan Akins. He's 
Right. But he's been better than most. Like he ha- he's put two two good weeks in a row. Um he had 9.3 in week 2. You, I know you usually want to see 10, but Darren Fells uh he, he showed some signs of or sparks <laughs> do, of offense we just, last year. Should we just start a thing on where is he compared to Hayden Hurst? Sure. Sure, go look it up. Where is he I'm compared gonna, to Hayden Hurst? I'm gonna Anthony's going to look it up right now. Um, and he'll <laughs> look it back to us. as we. To me, I still think he's just so-so. As we oh, move and, on to... But wait, yeah. wait, wait. I want to ask Moose a question because uh, he said uh, week yeah. to week he's going to give his opinion on how he feels about Tannehill. 28 points this week. Ooh, 28 yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, uh, I don't know, man. I guess I, I always go back to my thing where you never start a Dolphins player, and I think I just always, I think, like, Tannehill in Miami is just imprinted on my brain, but you you're right. He's look- exactly, but you're right. He's he's looking great out there. He's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to straight up say it now. I, he's a good quarterback. All I'm right. You heard it from Moose. Hey, listen, if you get the Moose stamp of approval, is it stamped in the sand, Moose? Yeah, we can stamp it in the sand. All right, it's stamped in the sand. So, you know, if you get the stamp in the sand from Moose, that I, he's uh, pretty solid. I think he's proven to me that his Miami days are over and he's ready to be a real quarterback. Yeah. Awesome. So um, Hayden Hurst is now seventh, um, and Darren Fells is eleventh, F- four points back from Hurst. Okay. So okay. okay. Yeah. George Kittle's yeah. at tenth. Hawkinson at ninth. Mike uh, Gasecki at eighth, and then Hurst at seventh. Is that yeah. the season or season average? That's the whole season. This is the Gesicki's, whole season. Gasecki's that high with a goose egg this week. Holy yeah, smokes. because the tight ends are playing like shit. Travis Kelsey. You're right. It, you, you're right. It was the day of backup tight ends. It was yeah. the day for backup tight ends. Jimmy Graham and, is number six. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy Graham's just all time great. So, uh, in terms of backup tight ends, guys, if you were a fan of backup tight ends, you would have been a fan of the Colts versus the Bengals. The Colts ended up winning this 31 to 27. Although Joe Burrow and the Bengals were leading for a good portion of this game, very exciting. And uh, for the Colts. <laughs> Both Trey Burton and Jack Doyle, who I would consider both should be the backups to Mo Ali Cox, who was injured today, both of them got TDs. So it was a double backup TD for, uh, game for the Colts. Um, that's about all I want to mention in this game, except uh, what else? Joe Burrow was pretty good. He had a rushing TD, 313 yards. And uh, T. Higgins was six for 125 yards. He had nine targets. He was leading the team today, um, probably. Because, uh, you know, Indianapolis was keying off of Tyler Boyd. But we've been talking about Higgins for a while. Do you guys, he's got to be relevant moving forward. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. For sure. Enough. Uh, AJ, Green, AJ Green had his first double, I think it was his first double-digit point game of the season. But that's not going to happen often. Tyler Boyd, we, I believe, Dave, I think it was you too. Well, I said to sit him. He, he was just... I guess sittable at nine point four fantasy points. Yeah, we both said to sit him, and yeah, that, that's a sit. I think if you're yeah, if you don't normally 10, expecting more from him, yeah, that's it exactly. And the only other note here, guys, that I have is uh, Joe Mixon left with an injury. Yes, was it again? I think it was ankle, right? Uh, that uh, yeah, much. something to do with his foot. I don't know what uh, exactly. So something to pay attention to as we as we move forward there. All right, let's move on. I got a couple boring games we're going to cut through quick back-to-back, guys. Giants won 20-14 over the Washington-Washington Roman numerals 2. You know, what can we say here? Terry McLaurin, still the guy and still reliable for Washington. He had 12 targets, caught 7 
for 75 yards. Logan Thomas scored a touchdown. I told you to sit him this week. That touchdown made him relevant. I'm sorry. Yet another sort of fringe-ish tight end that scored. And, uh, yeah, Daniel Jones was pretty bad. Uh, the Giants' defense was good. Anything else here, guys? Um, no. Nope. No, that's this about it. That's Antonio about it. Gibson didn't do as well as I thought he would. No, um, nor did Devonta Freeman. I thought Devonta Freeman would go off. I said to start yeah. him. So a couple of bad starts there, guys. We we apologize. It was a weird week. Uh, week six was. All right, another quick one. Guys, this is the upset of the week. In my opinion, maybe the upset of the year. The Broncos beat the Patriots 18 to 12. <laughs> And in terms of fantasy relevance, not much going on here. Did you guys see any of this game? Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw Cam Newton looking terrible. Yeah. It was you think he's affected from not practicing for a while? I mean, he he had COVID. I don't think he was very sick from it, but he wasn't able to practice with the team for a while, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the you could uh, we'll use the same example as you know bringing Jimmy Garoppolo back a little too soon last week. It's probably the same thing. I mean. Actually, the the best example is that, and also uh, whichever week it was when Baltimore played Kansas City. So by the end of the game, Cam Newton sort of just made the decision that he was just he was going to do it. it. Nobody could win the game other than him, and he just started yeah. running with the ball. Yeah, he did run quite a bit. He had seventy six rush yards and a rush TD today. Um, and I will also- say this: uh, Melvin Gordon, Roman numerals. Three? Uh, three. Yeah, three. Three. Um, I will have to drink because he did not play in this game. Uh, mm-hmm. not because of the DUI, but just because of injury, I believe. Illness. Uh illness. Non COVID. Uh, so I think the I, I think will that drink illness that, might but, have been a hangover. Yeah. <laughs> but um I will say this. Phil Lindsay had hundred and one yards. Yes, he did. But it wouldn't have been enough if that was Melvin Gordon because he needed 22 points, fantasy points. So I'll I'll take the loss here. But uh, And now, yeah. listen, Philip Lindsay was the only back. So 101 yards is the only back in Denver against a very good New England defense. What do you think when both – assuming Gordon comes back with the team, which I think he will, um, what do you think when both of them are in the lineup? I guess we got to just go with how we felt at the beginning of the season, like Lindsay looks good. Like uh, to do 101 yards against the Patriots is definitely uh, pretty good. Uh, I guess it's just who makes the most with their time. And then they'll go with that person. I still think Melvin Gordon, Roman numeral three will be used the most, but Lindsay's going to get in there and probably, um, you know, take away some of the receiving game. But I think Melvin Gordon will stay as the uh, end zone guy, like the red zone guy for uh, touchdowns. So that's the only positive I would take from this. If you're a Melvin Gordon or an or owner. Okay. Fair enough. Um, that's about it for that game, guys, for me, except that the highest scoring fantasy person in the game was Brandon McManus. No relation to Moose. Six for six on field goals, scored 24 points in fantasy. Um, so you're welcome. Anyone who owns him. <laughs> also, Moose, you've always been a fan of Brandon McManus. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he the guy can kick. He can kick, and he kicks in Denver, which is the higher altitude, gets the longer field goals. Something to consider. I think, uh, and just the last notable thing to mention: don't. I think it's the same thing as Juju. Don't start Edelman until uh, he puts a couple good games together because it's not looking good over there. Yeah, yeah, he had that one very good game um, where Cam yeah. went off, and since then, so so. 
All right, guys. Well, look at this. We're only two games left to cover. We're absolutely dominating today. Uh, listeners, you're welcome. Let's cover the Dolphins against the, uh, the the team that shall not be named. Can we go lower than Balsa would here, guys? It was 24 to nothing. I mean, holy uh, yes, smokes. Yes, you can. You can, David. Um, what happy Mache. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> is there? Like, Pepe <laughs> Mache is French, obviously. What do you yes. even call that in English? They're wet newspaper. You call it papier mâché. No, uh, it's one it's, of those French uh, terms no. you use in English. Oh, I just had it in my head, but Dave. No, uh, it can't be. It's definitely papier mâché. Or was no, that just because we grew up in Quebec? It's because we grew up. In I think it's because we grew up in right, Quebec. Well, you guys There's can no Google papier mâché. Do a quick Google on what uh, what you consider it in English, and uh, Moose, wet just newspaper. a reminder: They're what's wet your newspaper favorite? arts and crafts? <laughs> Moose, what's your favorite island? IPA beer. God damn it. God damn Cooper Cup. Uh, favorite island it's, it's, IPA it's beer. not. It's not, but I assume okay, you want but... me to say Goose Island. Ah, yes, because uh, today's Dolphins Balsa Jets game is sponsored by Goose Island IPA because the Jets put up a big goose egg against the Dolphins defense. I mean, guys, Adam Gase has to be fired. He's an offensive coach. He's the play caller for the Papier-Mâché Jets, and they scored zero points against, yes, an improving Dolphins defense, but not a great team. I don't know how you don't fire him after this game. That's my that's my rant. There's my Anthony rant for the day. Anyways. Uh, um, so literally zero Jets players we're going to talk about. Fitzmagic was okay with 191, three TDs. He did have two interceptions. Uh, Anthony and I both said to start him. Those two INTs hurt him. He ended up with 18 fantasy points. Without those, he would have been over 20, which is what you're looking for. Gaskin was yeah. decent. And then, um, of course, backup tight end of the day, Shaheen. I don't even know his first name. It was three for 51 in the TD. And Mike Kosicki was also sponsored by Goose Island IPA today. He had zero points. Upsetting. That's Adam Shaheen. Um, so, Dave, Dave you're Shaheen. correct. It uh, the translation is just paper mache, yeah, instead of papier mache. Thank you. It's very very rare that I get one of you guys to admit I'm right on the episode. So, on the podcast, thanks, thanks, Moose. You're welcome. <laughs> All um, right, let's move away from. I the... still would. I still. I still would rather call them the wet newspaper jets. Okay, well, we can go with that. So let's move away from the wet newspaper jets, um, who clearly, uh, guys, they could definitely go winless. So. If you're looking for, like, for example, we're in a couple of survivor leagues uh, here and there. We have to pick a winning team each week. Clearly, whoever the Jets are going up against, like, I picked the Patriots this week because I thought that was more of a lock than the Dolphins. Clearly not. All right, last game we're going to get into. I picked the Patriots. And you're eliminated. I know. That's the way it goes. I'm eliminated. Um, Last game we're talking about, guys, is the uh, afternoon game here was Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. This is my game of the week. And uh, Tampa Bay ended up rolling the Packers 38-10, to and they, they win the Battle of the Bays and the Battle of the uh, really old QBs, but still very good. Um, man, what did you guys think of this one? Surprising. Uh, Green Bay, <laughs> the interceptions. It was two interceptions in a, in a row. I believe one of them was not Aaron Rodgers' fault because it was a uh, – the, the receiver just bounced off his hands into the air. But um, yes, I, I, I hate the Packers because I'm a Bears fan, but it was sad to see because I also am not like I respect the hell out of Brady, but 
I, I don't like to see him succeed. And it like, <laughs> but I think it's more of, um, you know, it was more of a game, uh, less about him. It was more about the defense on the Buccaneers and, uh, Rojo, uh, for yes. those of you who don't know, Ronald Jones, Roman numeral two. Yes. Roman um, numeral two. Roman numeral two. Yeah. He had 113 um, yards and two TDs. Basically, most of the fourth quarter, I I think it was the backups. Um, yeah, Brady, like, it was such a dominant game that Brady only had 14 points, so... Uh, yeah, they didn't need him to be good. Is, is Gronk considered the backup TD Yes, O.J. Howard's out, So, but he started the year as a backup TD. He started the year. He's now the number one, so... like. Yeah. It's not Cameron Brait, so this counts as a number one. It's still a fringe tight end. It continues the trend of the of yeah, the, of the Sunday. No. Yeah, he was five for seventy eight in a TD. Moose, I want to I want to hear from you because uh, on two things. One, what do you think about Ronald Jones Roman numeral two? And uh, Fournette was out this game. Ronald Jones looked great, but when Fournette comes back, you know, has Ronald Jones earned the starting running back role, or do you think it's going to be a committee again? What do you think? I think I think it'll be a I think it'll be a committee, but I mean I think they're still going to be good. It, it's um, it's a weak committee because they they got in Lashawn McCoy and Keyshawn Vaughn today, and it was just they, they they didn't do much with what they were given. Uh, five carries for Vaughn, four carries for McCoy, twenty three carries for Rojo. Yeah, Rojo was a worker. It's like I I don't know I don't know how you go. I know Bruce Arians will go away from him and use Fournette, but I feel like Ronald Jones has a place in fantasy football this year. It's just it's going to be tough to know when to play him. Uh, and then Moose, Mike Evans. I thought you might want to get in on this action. He was one reception for 10 yards. Uh, uh-oh. Uh, is this the type of game that we can expect from Mike Evans if he doesn't get a touchdown and Chris Godwin is also healthy? Careful. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I've always we. I mean, we've we've all said it. I believe that Mike Evans is inconsistent. I think we've seen it here today. You know, if this was a playoff game, he would have cost. He probably would have cost you the game. So you know, I my original oh. statement, my original statement what? of saying he's a boomer bust player is, I mean, he's no, he's no, boomed, no, 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 and now he's busted. No, that's not a, that's that's. <laughs> Dave, don't encourage this because that's not, that's not what Boomer Bust means in his case. He's been pretty consistent. Every good player, or or high end fantasy player, regardless of position, when they're putting four weeks of over double digit fantasy points and high double digit fantasy points, and you have one bad game, like every one of them does, Anthony, it's Anthony. not a Boomer Bust. No, 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 no. He had Boomer one and a half more. points, Anthony. That's a that's big fair. time bust. One and a half oh, so, points. So Julio Jones and Michael Thomas has not had games like that in the past. N- th- those I'm were because of injury. Those were because of injury. No, when you're healthy year, and playing, Thomas and you was get one not and a half injured points. last year. I'm not talking about this year. I'm saying all good players have a really bad game. If he puts, like right now, the way the season's going, it's he's not a boomer bust. If he has a couple more in the next like three weeks, then you, he can go back to be a, a boomer bust. I agreed with Moose. For the other seasons, he's boomer bust, but he usually ends up at. I think this has been his most consistent year in a while. So he's so not far, boomer, so far. So what? But he's so, not boomer so bust. what you're what you're saying is that in the past he's been inconsistent. Yeah, that's what I said. But I in the past I said he was inconsistent, but he's always in the top 
12 for fantasy total points, but yes. he will ruin a week for you. This year, he's been more consistent and hasn't ruined a week for you. He ruined this one, obviously. This week, he definitely ruined it. But so did Godwin if you put him in. You said Godwin would be the guy. None of the receivers did anything in this game. None of the receivers were worthwhile. It was defense and running. That's what it was. Well, so Gronkowski it's not was just a Mike Gronkowski. But none of the receivers were worth starting. Neither was Brady. It was not a passing game. It was defense and running. So all how of them did, did I, that. I didn't see. How did Chris Godwin do today? 7.3 fantasy points. So, like, six more points than Mike Evans. Right. But uh, my point <laughs> Just is, confirming. This wasn't, Just confirming. This, this wasn't a game that... Uh, how did, Scott, that how did Scotty Miller do? I didn't check his scores either. 1.1. 1. 1. Oh, he's yeah, less, the than Mike Mike Evans. Evans. less than Mike Evans. <laughs> so, we'll um, see. We'll see moving forward. But here's the point, Anthony, is that this was one of the only games where both Evans and Godwin were healthy and playing together. I think this is maybe one of two yeah. games. Godwin's so, first week back. Yeah, that's that's the concern for Mike Evans owners, I think. Uh, I'm not too worried. He's still going to be the the red zone guy. He didn't get in the end zone because Rojo had two. Yeah, and they, <laughs> they, they, and they didn't need the to. To be fair, they didn't need to pass. Like Their defense right. essentially scored two touchdowns. They had a pick six and then a pick almost six, um, So which Ronald Jones then just fell into the end zone. So, yeah, you know they didn't really need to pass much uh, this game. So we shall right. see as it moves forward. We shall see. All right, guys. Well, we've wrapped up every game besides the 49ers and Rams, which are currently in the fourth quarter, which we're going to go over tomorrow and uh, give you all the fantasy-relevant updates then. Is there anything else you want to talk about for the Sunday Week 6 recap? No. No, I don't think that's so. pretty much it. Awesome. I think we did a great job today, guys. Any uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, stuff we want to talk about? <laughs> Yes, so there's a second Slayer. <laughs> she became evil, and then they make you think that Angel became evil, but then at the last minute they're like, oh, psych, not really evil. And then they, they uh, turn on Correction, the... correction, correction. Faith was the second Vampire Slayer. Huh? Then it's now, I believe it's Kendra. No, no, Kendra or... was the first one. Kendra was the first second Slayer. Faith is the second second slayer. Because uh, Buffy's the first slayer. Yeah. Right. But she's like so dead Faith, or something. Became, so she Faith, doesn't count. Yeah, Kendra dies. Kendra, she got her neck cut. And now Faith Spoiler is Spoiler evil. Spoiler guys. She's evil. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> so now uh, we don't know what's going to happen. They found the books of Ascension. Something bad's going to happen. Everything's building up to the finale. <laughs> that cow just suffers so much. Poor, poor little yeah, town. Yeah, that, that must be a... What town is it? They must suffer a lot. You're right. Sunnydale. Ah, good old well, they Sunnydale. Live, they live on what's called the Hellmouth. Well, I mean, that serves so you I, right. Serves you right for moving into the Hellmouth. Exactly. What'd you expect? What'd you expect? Exactly. You know? Yeah. How, the how, housing cost was cheap, so, you know, people just moved in. <laughs> Well, that's your Buffy update, guys. I'm a big I'm a big rewatch guy. Uh, I love rewatching old classics, and I rewatched the movie Hitch uh, this past weekend, and very underrated with Will Smith and Kevin James. Hilarious, and uh, Ava Mendes. Hilarious, like Kevin James in this One, movie. That's not is old. fantastic. And two, yeah. it's not a classic. Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you, Dave? <laughs> you like watching the classics and you throw out Hitch? Are you insane? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't say it was a classic. I just said I like rewatching movies. I like rewatching classics. And then I said I happened to rewatch 
Hitch this past weekend. Yeah, but the way you the way you the way you, the way you presented it was it, that it's it, underrated. No, no, no. You present, I know, but the way you well, built that up was that you yeah. were going to tell us that you had watched an old classic. Yeah. Like, why even right, mention well, that you like old and classic movies? Just say you watched Hitch. Because I like. All right, I rewatched Hitch, and I thought it's a very underrated. <laughs> it's hilarious. The Kevin James dance scene. Uh, that scene alone is worth the movie watch. I think it's absolutely hilarious. Is is Hitch the one where Will Smith is the is the superhero? A date doctor. No, no, no. That's Hancock. Hancock. Yeah. How can you f- confuse kind of your movie. cock with your Hitch? Anthony's kind of movie. Why is that Anthony's kind of movie? <laughs> What's your deal with me today? <laughs> Just give me another oh, time. Man. No, Hitch is the one where he plays the date doctor, where he helps people meet and like understand women. And then Kevin James, you know, is going after like a great movie star uh, in right. Allegra Cole. Anyways, great movie. That scene alone is worth watching. Kevin James dance, absolutely hilarious. That's my watch. That's my watch for for all our listeners out there. I think tomorrow I'm going to have a rant on the episode because this game, this evening game, is just the Rams. Upsetting you? Oh, my God. Yeah. Your guy, Cooper Cup, is he catchless so far? He's catchless because, no, yeah. he caught one ball. Uh, he's just, uh, he just can't hold on to the ball. But I just don't know. The passes that Goff is also giving him are, like, the most, like, difficult ones ever. Except for he's the had, end zone yeah. one. I mean, Cooper's having more trouble in the end zone. He's having more trouble catching balls than Buffy is slaying vampires. It's just not, just not his time. <laughs> All right, uh, I think that about does it for us this week, uh, listeners. As always, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Ciao.